Hello, and welcome to Good Trouble of the Origin Brew Podcast, the podcast that exposes you to the voices, stories, and strength of different community leaders' journeys to create freedom. With your host, Dr. Terrence Ruth, and our guest for today, Reverend Lisa Yaboa. Welcome to the Origin Brew Podcast. I'm Terrence Roof, and we are on a platform that really tries to create discussion around social justice and the issues that impact um, black, brown, poor, oppressed people. Um, this platform will educate and inform and infuse listeners into the lives of individual champions of this community, of, of uh, experts in these, uh, this discussion. And Origin Brew podcast uh, is a spotlight on the interconnections of injustice. And so we like to sort of zoom out and then zoom into the lives of people who are sitting in these spaces. Um, and on behalf of the Justice Love Foundation uh, and the Origin Brew team, uh, we want to thank you for being here, Reverend Lisa Yaboa. Uh, Yay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So I, I, I want to first um, say that your, your sermon on the MLK breakfast in January mm. probably didn't know we was walking into an epic. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, you know, it's, 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 really, it's really interesting you say that because I've had some of my parishioners um, say to me, um, you know, maybe you didn't even realize that um, you were speaking a word to prepare us for how we wow. would sit in this season. Wow. You know, this idea of hoping against the data. And so wow. um, I look back at, at that moment as, you know, we did, I didn't know we were going to be in the middle wow. of a pandemic, but that didn't, doesn't mean that God didn't know wow. where we would be. Wow. And so, yeah, now, thanks be to God. I, and I say that because um, I, I see you as an army switch knife. I, I've seen you tackle subjects that I didn't know was in your arsenal. I've seen you tackle subjects that, I mean, I've literally seen you um, speak with authority and expertise across several different topics in, in areas. So can you introduce up to us, uh, Reverend Lisa Yaboa, and yeah. your passion where you see yourself serving your community best? Yep, yep. So um, I am the lead pastor of a, a new faith community called the Southeast Raleigh Table. We're actually a, a community that um, kind of springs out of Edenton Street United Methodist Church um, when Edenton Street began to kind of vision about uh, what it might look like to multiply itself, but not necessarily duplicate itself. Mm. So uh, for those of us um, who are familiar with the Southeast Raleigh Table, we don't necessarily look like um, Edenton Street um, However, we are a community that really cares about its parish. And what I mean by that is um, I don't only love the people in the pews, although you know um, they're who I've been called to serve. I love the people who live in the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten blocks uh, wow. around um, my, my church community. And I think, you know, to your point about these intersections, I, um, I live in College Park, which is the historically black uh, neighborhood in in Southeast Raleigh, and I will rep College Park until the day I die. I might have like a, a back tattoo one day. Like I'll be 95. Talk about this, I'm repping for College Park. I'll be that that old person. But, um, you know, I'm a person who's always loved stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, it. Uh, I lived in North Raleigh, and I, I loved when I lived in North Raleigh, but I needed to be connected to people and That's stories good. who looked like me. And so... Um, I, I want to say that I'm not only just a pastor of a church 
or people who come to a particular church building, I really do see myself as a person who's in love mm. with Raleigh. But mm. in order to be in love with Raleigh, you have to be in love with all of Raleigh. Yeah. And um, I want her, uh, I want her to be the very best city she can possibly be, which means I'm not afraid to critique her. Wow. Wow. So, so um, I, interesting enough, I had a uh, conversation um, with uh, Dr. Harshaw yesterday. Yes. And um, and he was saying, when you love somebody hmm. or when you love something, it's not just a one edge, it's a double edge. Hmm. Because yep. loving someone, uh, the test of that love is when it hurts hmm. um, versus when it's enjoyable. Yep. Um, and so with that sort of hmm. context, how, how, are, how are you... How are you just sitting right now and observing all that's going on? How are you as an individual and 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 how has you how have you evaluated your love for community and your space mm. in, in this yeah. you know, rough sort of you know, yeah. season? Yeah, I want to kind of go back to like what Dr. Harshaw said, which, by the way, he probably has a back tattoo that says something. <laughs> For the Baptists, I don't know, <laughs> but I believe he would, he, he would have something dope on his back. Um, you know, I, I um, but to, to his point, I think indifference mm. probably is the greatest insult. Mm. You know, I, I know a little bit about your family and my, I imagine that if you become indifferent to your son or indifferent yes. to your beloved, basically what you're saying is, I don't think you can change. Wow. Um, now, I do think sometimes people say things like, oh, you got to tell the truth in love. And what they mean is, I'm going to be as nasty as possible, but I'm going to say it's wrapped up in love and they're <laughs> reckless with their words. Yes. So we have to be very careful that That's we know good. what we mean when we say we love. That's good. Um, and so if I was indifferent about my community, that means I don't actually believe that my community can change. Wow. So I think like, Wow. In regards to where we are right now, you know, I am one of those people who every day I have a new favorite song, I have a new favorite color, I have a new favorite food. Wow. I, I'm always thinking about lots of things at the same time. And I, uh, um, I think right now, whether it be with the voting process, whether it be with the inequities that COVID has exacerbated, whether it be about this new revolution that we're sitting in, whether it be about maybe this new awakening that many of our white siblings are, have, are having. Maybe, you know, when you think about um, how are we as black and brown people um, having to reckon with where we've even internalized some things mm. and what does it look like for us to dream of a world um, wow. uh, when we have freedom and liberation is um, how we might critique how we might push and pull but do it in a way that we still hold on to community like wow. there's no such thing as going through this like going through this season and it not like stretching us yeah um yeah. but can we you know i say this a lot in my church how can we stretch ourselves so let's say speaking truth and love to the point of growing but not to the point of breaking mm. Mm. so 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 <laughs> that that stretching and growing Right. Mm -hmm. um, I've run into several audiences where they have even lost hope in the possibility mm -hmm. of just growing. Forget change. Sure. But just growing. And so the um, the idea of getting people to go vote or, <laughs> or getting people to be engaged in, into the local conversation, not just the 
mm-hmm. uh, national conversation. Um, getting people to enter the war post march hmm. how how are how are you because you're you're at everything you're 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 plugged into everything you're at everything you're speaking <laughs> everything how how do you keep that energy when hmm. we're seeing a, a pattern or a trend that goes against that grain it's very apathetic yes yes yeah you know that's a really great question um that I may have a beautiful answer for when I wake up tomorrow morning, like, why did I not say this? So, um, you know, I think that maybe for some of us, honestly, we're going to have to look back in our lives and, and remember, uh, I think memory is very, it's like one of the most beautiful gifts mm-hmm. we have. I know sometimes it can bring about nightmares when you have to remember things yes. that are traumatic or hard, but sometimes memory can be a gift that if we can all think about maybe one place in our lives that felt like the realm of impossibility for us. So, you know, that one dream that you never thought could come true, that one person that you never thought was going to leave the hospital, that one class you didn't think you were going to pass, I, I, you, know, it could, you know, that one bell pepper that you didn't think was going to be for sale. I, I don't know yes. what it may be. It may be something large, it may yeah. be something small. But to think about a place that felt like for you the realm of impossibility that ended up becoming a place of possibility. Mm. Sometimes I feel like you have to go back to whatever well you can draw from in your life when you are in a place of apathy or hopelessness. Now, this is the thing. My hope doesn't have to look like your hope doesn't have to look like your hope. I think that can feel really hard. It's like telling someone at a funeral, well, don't be so sad. Well, everyone's going to have different levels of grief. Um, But I think that if your hope is a manna-sized hope, take it. Wow. If your hope is a quail-sized hope, take wow. it. If your hope wow. is a mustard-sized seed hope, just... But what I do think is like never... I think we just have to always figure out what is my inner motivation that I wow. don't ever settle on a janky life. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, it, so so how, how do you um, sort of view the power shift right now, right? Mm. So um, you see the young people in the street and mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about power mm-hmm. and they're making power uncomfortable at the moment. Yep. And so are we seeing a, 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 a exercise of power? Are we seeing a shift in power? Or is that yet to be seen maybe by an election or by, you know, what, what are we seeing right now and, and that links to that hope that you're talking about we should have? Yep, yep. So I think uh, one thing that we probably need to just uh, state is that all of us have power. Mm. I think in the American context, we, um, we know that certain people have power over. Mm. <laughs> uh, so wow. when we talk about power, who, whose power are we talking about? Are we talking about people who have power over others? Wow. Um, or are we talking about how all of us have collective power? Wow. And so... Yes, I see, you know, um, I think what young people, well, not even just young people, people who are feeling like they're conduits of liberation in whatever spheres that might look like, or um, I see us as having power. And um, I also think that there are those who have power over us. I think it's still to be seen what it looks like if we who have power leverage our power, um, that we might be able to dismantle this, this system that's been built for people to have, you know, a small group of people to have power um, over a large group, uh, a large group of people. And I think this is the major thing. People who have power over others actually 
if I think if we if we really if we could like get it in our minds that people who have power over other individuals oftentimes aren't operating out of like faith and they're not mm. operating out of bravado. They're actually operating out of fear. Wow. And it's this fear that there's wow. not enough. And so they have to hold on too tightly. And when you hold on too tightly, it almost always ends uh, with wow. a threat of death. Wow. Um, wow. It, wow. Yeah. Now, so you come from a tradition mm-hmm. um, that actually encourages you to venture beyond your comfort zone into spaces to build relationships, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, and you also come from a faith tradition that uh, talks about justice, love, mm-hmm. but also in that tradition, it says that discomfort should not be strange to you. Like it should, right. like it, should it should be something. That's right. Not that it. Not that it's. Uh, it's it's always wonderful, but it, but it should be some expectation it's, that it will occur, right? It's where it's. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually think it's like you know. So let's let me take us to the realm of my like CrossFit world. So not even my faith tradition. <laughs> you, if you want to know if you're building muscle, is when your muscles are sore. Wow, wow. You know, wow. Um, wow. not that I believe in like the a faith of suffering, because I think sometimes people yes. love that theology of you're not going through something, then you're not really yes. like, uh-uh. no. I also, I love ice cream and biscuits. <laughs> I like my life to feel good. God can be good in those ways. Not always just beating me over the yeah. head. I, I can't rock with a yeah. God who's only just like manhandling me. Yeah. I'm delicate. <laughs> now, now, now how, how, mm-hmm. how should we see this time? Are, are, are we, mm. are we, on the bench press right now, hmm. bench pressing, and that's what we're seeing. And so we should expect some sort of growth at the moment. Um, yeah. is, is that the pain that everyone is feeling? Um, or should we or should we not see it in this context and more of see it as a sort of a longer historical sort of just reckoning hmm. of, of time? Hmm. I don't know how anyone can go through where we are in history. I, I think mm. what, um, I feel like we're in an inflection point in history um, and not be uncomfortable. Wow. Wow. I think anytime there's a day of reckoning, um, people are going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to become, you know, like whether it's like, do I dream too little? Do I dream too much? Wow. Do I have enough hope? Do I not have enough hope? I mean, those are the things that should cause us to be a little bit restless. Wow. So maybe if it's not, you know, maybe the word is not so much discomfort, wow. but I think everyone should be feeling a sense of holy restlessness. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, with the, with their lives right now. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I I know I know that I'm 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 moving, but you you're bringing up so many things in my brain that's causing sort of new. Um, <laughs> So, so Obama literally became bishop today at this eulogy today. Yep, yep. Which <laughs> I, I missed. Obama. He's not even president. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? What did, so what he, did the president he, say? He, he literally, Bishop Obama literally gets mm. up and then, and then the wine and sing afterwards. So <laughs> I was I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, and something just quickened in my spirit. <laughs> But he, but he, but they they all centered on good trouble, hmm. and um, hmm. I see people who completely, with all their energy, try to avoid good trouble at trouble. all costs. Yep. Yep. How, how 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 should we 
give advice and coach people through what does it mean in the value of good trouble hmm. that John Lewis talked about? Um, because I see where pe- that becomes a hesitation. Yep. That's where I see yep. the discomfort start. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I, uh, you know, I am from a, a, my faith tradition is a Christian faith tradition. And um, where, you know, I say that I am covered in the dust of my rabbi, whose name is wow. Jesus. Wow. Um, wow. I, I follow Jesus so closely that I'll be covered in his dust. That's wow. what disciples would say. Wow. And this is the thing, the good trouble for those of us who might call ourselves followers of Jesus or Christians, um, can get us killed. Wow. Wow. You know, like wow. Jesus was uh, sometimes asked questions that no, that people were like, Ooh, Jesus don't <laughs> ask that question. Jesus was touching people, literally touching people that, that people would say, you're not supposed to touch. Wow. People was walking through wow. fields that I guess you weren't supposed to walk through. People was, uh, Jesus was working on days that you weren't supposed to wow. work. Um, Jesus was like, um, you know, was, was willing to see the roof of someone be destroyed so that someone might have new life. And wow. you know what's so funny? <laughs> this is, so I'm just gonna say this really quickly <laughs> for, um, for those of you who might know about this particular passage of scripture in the New Testament, there is a time when four friends lower down another friend to Jesus who happened to be um, a paralytic. And Jesus looks up, at the friends and says, um, because of their faith, that this gentleman who's on the mat is healed. And I have always loved that um, that nuance. It's because of the trouble making of the friends. It's the plural, not the the person on the mat, but because of the friends. And I think that sometimes to see things shift and to move, sometimes some things are going to have to be not so much destroyed that it's not um, uh, built back up. I think that if our trouble does not bring new life, then wow. it's not good trouble. Wow. But if our good and necessary trouble leads to flourishing, if our good and necessary trouble leads to healing, if our good and necessary trouble leads to liberation, then it's that qualifying word of the good wow. that makes the trouble holy. Wow. Um, wow. I think it's just very hard to see the world change if you do nothing. Wow. Wow. Nothing wow. is not trouble. Wow. <laughs> well, actually, nothing nothing can be trouble yeah, if it doesn't yeah, leave, yeah, if yeah. it doesn't lead to life. Yeah, wow, it ain't good. Wow. It's just nothing. <laughs> nothing trouble. Just trouble for trouble's sake. <laughs> now, now, I I I wanted to know um, how should we interpret the protest that's happening in the streets mm-hmm. here in Raleigh, here in Portland? Mm-hmm. How, how how should we see the 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 action? That is going on the deeper cry. Yep, right? yep. There's a, there's yep. a deeper cry. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a reason why um, I'm going out in yep. the midst of a spread of a virus hmm. to talk about a spiritual virus yeah. that's that's killing folks. Yeah. So 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 how should we understand the deeper yeah. sort of you know? Mm-hmm. I, there is I I would say that protest is not performance. Mm. That protest is a sign act. It, it, it's like it speaks to something that we cannot like something greater than just like walking the streets. So wow. when we're walking the streets, we're speaking to something greater than just walking the streets. Wow. But if um, if there's not something underneath, so if it's not righteous anger, if it's not a, a, a desire for equity, if it's not a hope for people to be freed, if it's not for justice, if if, if our marching um, does not have a thing underneath the thing, doesn't have a why, yeah. then then it does become performance, wow. which, you know, we've talked to, you know, people have talked about that. Yep, yep, or some yep. people out here just to perform. Yep. And I think the way you ask is like, tell me your why. Wow. 
Wow. You know, tell me your why. Wow. Um, I, but I think that there, I think, you know, especially, uh, I didn't watch the video of George Floyd's um, murder yeah. of when my brother was killed. I'm, wow. I want to, I want to, I want to humanize when my brother wow. was killed. He's more than a hashtag. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't watch the video, wow. but I just saw the, that, that image yeah. of a knee on his neck. Wow. And, and, it, and that felt also like a, a perverse sign act of yes. like, of millions of people who feel like when they walk into a boardroom, a knee is on their neck. When wow. they sit in a classroom, a knee is on their wow. neck. And um, and so when people take to the streets, it's not just because, you know, I think that, you know, for many folks, it might be that microaggression that was enacted against them over and over and over again, that it's like their sign act of like, this is my way yes. of, of speaking to my why. Yes. Um, so I think we should not too quickly you know, even when we see acts that feel like rage, yes. um, to, to recognize that for some people, that one day they show up in the, on that street, when they show up on Fayetteville Street, wow. they're actually bringing with them 10 years yes. of yes. weariness yes. or exhaustion yes. or yes. not being understood. And, and I want to just say this to those um, who may not be people of color who might yes. be listening or who may not be black in particular. Yes. I don't think you, I want you to just have some uh, empathy around what it might feel like to occupy a body where your yeah. personhood is always being questioned. Mm. You just have to, under, whether mm. it's sadness or sorrow or rage mm. or exhaustion that um, black and brown bodies carry, mm. you just will never know if when every single day wow. um, you realize like, you know, I go to Target and people automatically map my body in a, in wow. a, in a way, you know, after 43 years, years that yes. that's just that's just hard so yeah i think these protests are not um, and then i think for people who are not who do not occupy black and brown bodies maybe they're beginning to you know actually my flourishing and my thriving is connected to the flourishing and thriving of other people wow. and even whiteness as a construct wow. um is an identity that doesn't give life wow wow, wow. so i think some wow. of these folks are out here because they're like you know what maybe wow. this 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 supremacy, white supremacy that we've been baptized into is not the waters I want to swim in. Wow. I'm, and, I'm, and I think some people want to get, they're starting to realize, like, I want to be connected to a story that doesn't begin with um, how can we make 1619 seem yes. a little bit better? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, you know, um, I, I always close with the, with the um, I, I call them the fun, fun questions. Yeah. Uh, so um, first... The name Origin Brew hmm. came from um, sort of the original um, coffee bean hmm. and how it was shipped over and over time, its its nutrients and its and, and what makes it rich is hmm. extracted and hmm. then it's grinded and then you know and and even out of all of that, hmm. it still produces a beautiful tasting coffee. Mm. And so what is what what is what song reminds you of that beautiful tasting coffee? What what song mm. are you processing right now that's sort of feeding you, right? Um, mm -hmm. um right now and uh, and just for context, we've been collecting these songs from each guest and we're going to have okay. a, we're going to have a playlist of these songs. Okay. <laughs> and uh we 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 are we are uh we have a pretty impressive uh list of songs and okay uh, but this is just what's on your heart what's 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 yeah okay yeah. uh terrence i'm about to give you two <laughs> okay. the first one you're not going to be able to find because okay. it was just sung by church mothers wow. um but it's this uh, song that i grew up uh singing in the church 
that um, said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. I just, I don't know. That that song just reminds me of my agency. Like every single day I wake up, it's an act of resistance. So that's, that's, and that's probably the good pastor um, thing that I need to tell you. No, no, so the I, other, I, I know that. So, I know that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I just need a tambourine, a doily, some white gloves, and some white kitten heels, and some white stockings. And that song right there is like gonna like heal the world. <laughs> and someone who's got who's got who's been um, eating too much sodium and her ankles are a little swollen. Let her sing that song. Oh, we're okay. We're okay. Um, <laughs> a church mother. Um, the other song that actually has been sustaining me is wow. uh, Beyonce's Black Parade. Wow. So, uh, wow. Uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, like, wow. yeah. Wow. It, there's something very cathartic about, like, you hear that song and something about the beat, literally, you want to you want to dance. And I, I feel like um, so many um, liberation movements yeah. have been, um, have had people who have traveled. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if you read the Psalms. Yep. Yep. People travel and they sing. And so something about a parade of like wow. a parade of celebrating wow. Um, wow. who we are. Wow. I'm like, okay, wow. oh, this is maybe like a song of affirmation. Wow. You know, can we sing this after the opening hymn? Like, wow. like parade. Wow. So yeah. Are, 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 we, are we seeing a, um, so my son is six. And so when he's 36, hmm. um, will blackness mean something else? You know, um, and because uh, um, it's a lot of celebration now, and I and I wonder if 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 that's a new normal. And so by the time he's thirty six, I have to remind him of when blackness yeah. was seen differently. Was not. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I again, thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you. And I appreciate you. And again, on behalf of the Justice Love Foundation and on behalf of Origin Brew Team, we want to say thank you. Now, we we look uh, to local coffee shops and they sponsor yes. every single uh, episode. And so you will receive a uh, bag of coffee on, on just for Christmas being our guest as a gift to... And a to, happy new year to me. <laughs> uh, for being a part of Origin Brew Podcast. So thank, thank you again. You. Thank and, you uh, so very much, awesome. Chance. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, thank you. Yeah. All righty. Origin Brew is created and sponsored by the Justice Love Foundation. The Justice Love Foundation uses philanthropic activism to stretch traditional philanthropy to include the quality of life of the community organizer. The Justice Love Foundation is a foundation that convenes, support, and invests in the lives of the grassroots community leader on the front line of social injustice. In the next episode, we're going to continue to give you intimate access to dynamic community leaders who are leading during these difficult times. The Origin Brew podcast gives you unprecedented perspectives into the struggles and victories of these leaders of social justice. The Origin Brew team also invites you to like and listen to our Spotify playlist, which is a collection of songs from our guests. Thank you for being a partner.